we all want to go home. We say, home for the holidays. Home is where the heart is. What is it about home that is so very, very special to each one of us? It's where we find family, dear friends, shelter, protection, security, peace, joy. It's where we feel ourselves, most at home with ourselves and with others. Wherever that home is, think about that. Reflect on what home means for you. And it may mean very different things to different people now as we get older and we remember home as kids and what that experience was like. And maybe mom and dad have moved on. Family and friends have moved away. We have a new job in Washington, perhaps, or we're going to school here. And we've had to find a new home, a different kind of home. But whatever the dimensions or the experience of home, each one of us naturally wants to go home and be at home, where we belong. We feel most belonging at home. And home is where things are familiar. It's our routine. It's what we do. Everything around the home is there. We know it. We trust it. And it's very easy to lapse into a kind of easy-as-you-go feel at home. Go with the flow at home. It's not hard. It's not meant to be hard. It's meant to be easy. That's why we like it. It's so pleasurable to be at home. And it's hard to change. And it's hard to move away from home. Many of you know my story. My brother Ed is here with his wife Julie and their boys. But when we were growing up, mom and dad were in the Navy, and over the course of their Navy career, they moved 37 times. Sorry, 32 moves in 37 years of his career. 32 moves. Can you imagine? With six kids? I remember later years in my life, I would ask dad, why all the moving? Because we never had a home. I remember his saying to me in so many words, son, it's good training. It's good training. Get used to it. That didn't make me feel very good. But I've learned there's some wisdom in what he was trying to say. You see, friends, over time, we learn, hopefully, and teach our children, hopefully, to move on from home. We don't like that. 
Psychologists tell us that the three greatest stressors in people's lives are the death of a loved one, divorce, and moving. They are great stressors. And moving means change. I've got to change my address. I've got to change my neighborhood. I've got to change the way I relate to people because it's a whole new home, a whole new way of living. Not easy. Well, all of that is true in the gospel today. Here we have Peter, James, and John on Mount Tabor. It is a beautiful place. Raise your hands if you've ever been to Mount Tabor. Magnificent, isn't it? The view high above the plains. And it is glorious. And they've now witnessed the transfiguration of Jesus. He's been raised up. There he is with Moses and Elijah. The cloud, we're told in this gospel, is always the sign of the divine, the clouds. And he is raised up before them. And they are just so at home. In fact, what does Peter say? Rabbi, it is good that we are here. Let's commemorate this moment. Let's build three shrines, three tents. Do you know how much work that's going to take? Do you know how much time that's going to take? You don't build this in a day. This is going to be a long project, and Peter is very at home with his brothers, James and John. And they're going to get to work and commemorate this beautiful place and call it home. Now, that's all natural. I think if you were on Mount Tabor and witnessed the transfiguration of Jesus, and you saw Moses and Elijah in this beautiful setting, in fact, think of the most beautiful setting you've ever been in. That's one of them. You might want to move in. You might want to settle at home. Now, Mark's gospel today doesn't tell us what happens next. But after they come down from the mountain, Jesus says, it's time to go to Jerusalem. We're moving on, Peter. No, 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 says Peter. God forbid that anything should happen to you in that God-forsaken place. Because they're going to torture you. They're going to kill you. They're going to crucify you. And what does Jesus say to Peter in reply in that gospel? Peter, get behind me. Satan, you are not thinking as God. You're thinking as man. So stop it. What's the point here, friends? Oh, it's hard to move. It's hard to change. It's hard to be transformed, to be transfigured into the image and likeness of Jesus. But we learn spiritually to let go. To let go of what? Sins. That's the stuff that we accumulate over time. It's the baggage we carry from home to home to home. How many of you have moved a lot or maybe you haven't? But all that stuff... And it's still there. And you've been saying, oh, I'll get to that. 
How many years have you been saying, I'm going to get to that stuff in the basement? How many years have you been saying, I'm going to get to that stuff in the garage, in the attic, under my bed, in the closets? The stuff. Now, that's spiritually the sins. All that stuff that we carry with us. And what weighs us down is the guilt and the shame that goes with that. So learning to let go, the beauty of our Catholic faith, it allows us this incredible encounter with the Lord in the sacrament of penance, the confessional, where we just simply dump it all. And there's nothing that a priest hasn't heard before, I can assure you. When I was newly ordained, I was shocked. After 31 years, huh? I've heard that before. So don't worry. I think most people are afraid of the sacrament because of their shame and guilt. How could I possibly say that? It's so embarrassing. See, that's what keeps us locked in the familiar of our own home. We don't want to change. We don't want to move. So sin kind of grips us in. It's really claws that keep us. And then we say over time, well, I'm not going to change. I can't change. We're falling into the same sins all the time. So what's the use of it? Well, that's again, not as God thinks. That is as man thinks. So it would be good to think about what Jesus is saying. It's time to go to Jerusalem. See, Holy Week is just a few weeks away. So we're going to be going to Jerusalem now. Closer and closer to his triumphal entrance on Palm Sunday, only five days later to be crucified by the same people that hailed him King of the Jews. Our Messiah, our long-awaited Redeemer, will watch all the drama. Now, it would have been easier for Jesus. In fact, these were the temptations in the desert during those 40 days prior to Jerusalem where Satan's playing on him and saying, no, don't you want to be your own God? And you can forgive yourself. You don't need God to forgive you. And is he going to hear your prayer anyway? Has he ever really done anything for you? You can do it for yourself. You don't need God. Pick yourself up by the bootstraps and do your own thing. See how that plays? I don't need the church. I don't need the sacraments. I don't need God. I don't need... I've got my own strength. Well, if we're so strong, then why are we so frustrated, confused, angry, impatient, unkind, uncharitable at times. Oh, it's not all bad, but there's a lot of bad in our lives. And it's good simply to acknowledge that. My doctor's here, Dr. Dan Young, and the first time I went to him, did all the blood work and all the questions and all the analysis. And at the end, he said, is there anything else you want to tell me? Nope, nope, everything's fine. Right, Dan? And we do that. It's called denial. No, there's stuff I've got to work on with my body, but there's stuff I've got to work on with my soul. 
And it's so easy to simply go with the flow because that's where home is most familiar. I'm at home with myself. I don't have to change. But that's not what Jesus is saying. Now, he's not promising you a rose garden. Maybe a garden with some thorns in it. That's for sure. But that doesn't mean he's not present to you as you are willing to change. Because the change in our faith is not just your own effort. It's his effort. We call that grace. Grace builds on nature. Okay? So his love, his mercy. He's saying, look, you don't have to do this alone. I can show you how it's done. And I can be there with you when you go through this change. And you'll never be alone. You'll never walk alone again. Don't be afraid of me. Don't be afraid of change. Don't be afraid of confessing your sins. Don't be afraid of getting cleaned up. Don't be afraid to move. And to move to a new home. Now, friends, all of this, in light of the gospel, is a movement towards heaven, ultimately. Which is why the transfiguration is the pledge and promise of heaven. The resurrection of the body. What Jesus is showing the apostles is, look, this is just a glimpse of what it's like. But you've got to move with me. You've got to change with me. Otherwise, you're going to get caught. And you can't move on. So everything in life is but preparation for death. And death is but preparation for life, eternal. So the real change comes with death. That's when we are substantially changed. But before that, learning to let go helps us to prepare for a good death. Now, Lent is all about dying to self, letting go. So what I'm preaching about is right within the whole context of the life of Jesus, who learned to let go. He was letting go of his mother. He let go of his foster father, Joseph. He let go of John the Baptist three years earlier. He was letting go of people, places, and things. So they would not consume him. It was so easy for Jesus to perform all those miracles that we read several weeks ago. But he said, I got to get away. So he went to the desert. And that's where he is right now, being tempted in the desert. So he can develop that strength that he's going to need in a few weeks to bear a cross. Out of immense love for all of us. Letting go. Letting God. So we come to a new home on this earth. It's a spiritual home. It's called the church. Welcome home, everyone.